folks, welcome back to another episode of your favorite, most haunted podcast on the planet Earth and other planets that we've talked about in the past, the Mostly Ghostly Variety Hour, you know what I mean? Well, we have quite a variety of spooks and haunts and extraterrestrial and unexplainable walking out of the swamps and slithering, you know, out of the swamps into your brain, you know what I mean? You got to be careful of these things, you know so many different things and you know i'm joined by the great ray ray Booten. how you doing over there not too bad how about you doing pretty good it's kind of you know an overcast day a little bit we got a little bit of rain um but we supposedly get some snow coming which is very uh i'm not looking forward to that some of the coldness some of the temperatures have been telling me recently that snow's coming as well there's been a couple nights i've been out there and it's been treacherous you know what i mean everybody knows what i mean oh yeah you know break this down so you know one of our more favorite things to talk about on this show and you know whenever we have a guest on we always dip into at least a couple of these deals uh, it might be one of the most haunted of things the haunted house ladies and gentlemen you know what i mean not the one that you go to the old circus and the carnival for and, you know, the town fair, and you will take a journey through that that haunted house, that fun house, if you will. But real life, real life haunting stuff, you know, some of uh, some of the most haunted, possessed, you know, ones involving the most negative energy. You know, we want to dip into a couple of the most kind of some of the most famous haunted house cases, if you will. You know what I mean? Known to uh, known to known to humanity, uh, for sure. Because it's definitely an important thing. Everybody should know where the haunted houses are, um, and the deal, so they never find themselves in them. You know, or even worse, never find themselves owning one and having to maintain and pay for. Uh, haunted house is something you want to get and get out quick. You know what I mean? We have mostly ghostly has a house haunted house flipping agency on our uh, on our that's part of the team too we just go around flipping haunted houses good money in it very good money you know what i mean now ray i think you know a thing or two about some about a haunted house do you want to do you want to before we open up on the talk of haunted houses you want to talk about a, a, a one of the haunting haunted house situations you've dealt with in your life uh well i actually lived in one yeah uh for about 15 years mm-hmm. and when my family first moved in we started to get things like windows opening and closing and occasionally something being moved from where it was and it just kind of felt really weird at times like you weren't alone uh, we did talk to a neighbor and the person who had built the house had died in it and they gave us the name so we started talking uh, calling this guy out, not in a bad way, but, you know, hey, how you doing? Just having little conversations. We're going to do this. You know, we love your house. Stuff like that. And the activity started slowing down. So it became negligible. Every once in a while, a little thing. As long as we kept the conversations up. As long as we kept talking to the spirit, we lived well, very well. I still have family living in that house right now. Yeah. Do you have any idea what it could be? Uh, considering it responded to the name of the builder of the house, I think it was the builder. I haven't gone back to find out. That was uh, I was about 10 years old when we moved in there. Um, my sister one time lived in a, a place in New York. We went down there for Thanksgiving. We heard footsteps, and uh, we asked her what it was. She says it's the ghost. And there was only one access behind a closed door in the room we were in. Mm. And she also said sometimes you suddenly hear the water running because it turns the water on. Mm. So we had the footsteps. My father was a skeptic, went upstairs. I went with him. We're looking around. We walked towards one end. The footsteps are behind us. We turn around, walk down that end. They're behind, they're behind us again. From where we just came and checked out, there's no one up there. Yeah. So at that that point, we decided, okay, we're going downstairs. Boom, that's it. <laughs> I had that. 
So I've I've had a few I've had a few along the way. I think everybody kind of lives in a haunted house. There's so many passings and such, and it's like it goes into the whole thing about when people don't absolutely deny it and don't believe in it, you know, and they they're not going to see it because they don't believe type deal. Whereas in the people that don't believe and see, I think there's a little piece within them that does believe and allows it, you know, with that little crack, it gets into them, you know what I mean? And then they see. Um, but yeah, I got, you know, when I, my, my mother's house uh, growing, growing up with my grandmother, um, a few stories there. That's the one where I had that dream that I've talked about on the show before with the hand coming up in the window and I woke up and it was like still in the window and I ran downstairs now this house, my aunt seen a girl in a yellow dress at the top of the stairs, and uh, supposedly the dog b- dug up bones <clears throat> in the side yard, like underneath one of the w- the windows in the corner of the house. <clears throat> and there was speculation that that was the story behind that was supposedly a guy came back from the army, um, and to live with his like mother who was widowed or whatever. And uh, the kid was everything to her. And when the kid came back, he got married and found this other girl, this other girl who was going to get married. And uh, before he could move away from the mother, the mother supposedly killed him. That's what I was told, whether that's reality or some fairy tale. I don't know, but it does have like a weird, there is a weird vibe at that house that I wouldn't be surprised um, if uh, there was some serious stuff going down in it uh, in the past present future you never can tell with these things you know also had an addition recently which everybody is that the interesting thing about that house is uh it had an addition that lasted like 10 years like it was one of those do-it-yourself type vibes but like when it was gutted for a while and as we know in the show you know it's uh people don't like when you mess with their house like that so I've been very curious to actually go back and look at that, what was going on at the house at that time, because it was, uh, maybe there was something a little extra, extra going on. You know what I mean? Well, all you heard, uh, the stories about the place. Yeah. Um, something could have happened there and that's just how it's embellished or exaggerated. But, uh, a lot of those stories that sound outrageous, they have their outrageous aspects, but you can whittle that down to something behind it. Yeah. I think you. I think you probably will find something. I know the house is real old. It's on like one of those old streets that's been there forever, and uh, right on the corner. So like it's almost at one point, way, way, way back when somebody of like uh, importance almost could have stayed there on the corner. And there's kind of there's a school up at the near it up at the hill a little bit that uh, I don't know when that school came in way after the house, but. Maybe, uh, I don't know, like the, the head dude that ran the school or something could have lived there or something back in the day. I don't know how it goes. I don't know how it goes, Ray, but I do know we're going to tap into some crazy hauntings tonight. You know, this evening when we talk about some of the most haunted houses uh, around. And uh, everybody wants to stay in a haunted house until they stay in a haunted house. You know what I mean? We We know some people that would argue that, that would say, you know what? I want to be in that haunted house no matter I'm getting scared out of my fucking shoes or or uh, not. You know what I mean? I'm down. They want that scare. Some people don't want the scare. They they say they want the scare, but they don't actually want the scare when they get there. You know what I mean? I want the scare. Me and Ray want the scare. Ray can't be scared. I know Cindy Lou wants the scare all the times. We miss Cindy Lou. We got to get Cindy Lou on the show again sometime soon. Oh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to say anything else about some haunted uh any personal hauntings before I pop into these these more well knowns? Uh no, let's let's check this list out. All right. So first up, I believe the Whaley House, uh location San Diego, California. You know, nineteen in eighteen fifty two. James Robinson was hanged for grand larceny on the land which became the Whaley House. The paper reported that kept his feet in the wagon as long as possible, but was finally pulled off. He swung back and forth like a pendulum until uh, he strangled to death. You know, so that's all, you know, you know, for anybody that knows about hangings, you know, you kind of, 
you kind of want to go out with that with the fall. You're hoping that it breaks your neck and it's curtains because if not, then you got to go into the second section of the of the unfortunate, which is the strangulation part where now you just get strangled out for you know a minute or so. Um, but you definitely want to catch that break. That's the one break you definitely want to make sure you catch. Now, a few years later, in 1857, Thomas Whaley constructed the home. Soon after moving in, the entire family reported hearing the heavy footsteps of Yankee Jim throughout the house. Nowadays, Yankee Jim isn't the only ghost in the house. Visitors often report seeing the apparitions of both Thomas and Anna Whaley uh, walking the halls. Violet, one of the Whaley's children, committed suicide in the house after a painful divorce. Very dark. Violet's ghost hovers near the second floor, where she stayed uh, most during the time between her divorce and death. Lights in the house flicker on and off at random. Visitors have reported feeling a breeze in windowless hallways. You know what I mean? Some scary stuff. Some scary doozles. You can visit this place, too, as you know. You know what I mean? Uh, and how much to visit? Well, you can participate in a self-guided tour of the Whaley House most days of the week. Ticket prices are $10 for daytime hours and 13 for nighttime hours. Crazy. You could put a price on fried. You know what I mean? What do you think of the Whaley House? Right. Um, I think there's a potential there for a lot. You get yeah, the yeah. violent slow death from the choking out and the hanging. Uh, you got someone who was violent to begin with. Uh, the suicide, the problems that occurred in the house, the trauma with the parents because the kid commits suicide. You've got a lot of stored up energy there. And the reason why, whether it be residual or actual, uh, an act of haunt, a reason why it should be or could be. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never can tell, you know what I mean? Uh, and add, the additional haunts to it are very interesting too. You know, you got the daughter, of course, with the suicide deal haunt, which always brings up the deal where we talked on the show with Ray. He says that he talked to somebody that crossed over from a suicide, so it's not exactly. Uh, he was just happy, or did he? He he got the crossover, or was he still here? He was still here, actually, right? Um, he what he back? did was well. Time, as we know it, is different in spirit. And he was more or less hanging around to be able to talk to his family that showed up there and needed a message to comfort them that he was all right. Right. Now, maybe uh, the daughter who committed suicide never had that. There was simply a lot of trauma around there, and she got kind of bound up in that and uh, held back in all that trauma and her he uh the relationships that caused her to commit suicide and she should have just could have got wrapped up in that and stayed earthbound yeah you know that's because that's the interesting thing about it or, or if you know if her parents were there maybe she wanted to be with her parents too you know what i mean possible yes because i don't know how big the family was but i assume it wasn't just the three of them you know but yeah, definitely, I'd I'd take that tour. That's pretty cheap for a ticket. That this could be old prices. I feel like paying ten dollars. That ten dollar ticket probably thirty bucks now, if not forty. You know what I mean? And the rest you can go with the, that inflation. So up next to something close to us, which unfortunately I I can say I've never been new. Uh, Ray, you might have been um, one of the most famous haunts, the Lizzie Borden House. You know what I mean? In Fall River, Massachusetts. That's one I've never been to. Yeah, we should. I remember for a while, the waiting list was gigantic. I remember for like for more recently, people seem to be just going to it. But uh, actually, I can't say that because the people went were part of like a charter thing almost. So it's very possible that whoever booked it ahead of time and then they just got people to let go or whatever. But um I always remember there being like a year or so, you know, maybe even a couple year wait. I could be wrong on a couple year, but I remember it wasn't something you could just say, hey, next weekend or fucking tomorrow, I, there's something I want to do. 
uh, let me grab a ticket. You had to like do the do, but I could be wrong. I'm never wrong. That's what I'm told. Now on the morning of August 4th, all right, for the people that are need to know the details at 2189 two, you know what I mean? Abby and Andrew Borden were murdered in their home. Abby Borden was hit 17 times with a hatchet in an upstairs bedroom while Andrew Borden was killed while asleep on the living room couch. It must have been beefing, having marital issues. Andrew, I heard what one of the possible marital issues were, uh, maybe doing some bad things. Now, who lived in the home? You know. You know what I mean? You know who they, you know who was in there. Lizzie was in there. Andrew was bludgeoned 11 times with a hatchet. Lizzie Borden, Andrew's 40-year-old daughter, who lived in the home, discovered Andrew's body. Upon finding the body, she called to the maid, Maggie, come quick. Uh, Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. Lizzie's behavior surrounding the death of her father and stepmother was odd, and she quickly became the center of the police's investigation. However, despite her odd actions and what she had attempted to purchase a poison, the day before the murder. Whoa, that's interesting. Um, Lizzie was acquitted during the trial. That murder, when they brought out that trying to purchase poison deal, that was not a good day on the trial for Lizzie. That was a very somber day on the trial for Lizzie. I can tell you that right now. Many believe the ghosts of Abby and Andrew Borden still occupy the house, which is very interesting because I do know that supposedly there is a couch there that has been reupholstered, but is supposedly like the couch that he got fucking hatcheted on. And uh, of course, you know, cleaned up and redone, but like it's that couch and people that believe in the paranormal go to this place and they take, they sit down and take pictures on it, which I would assume as famous as the case is maybe a lot. There's maybe a lot of negative energy there. And I would assume you mocking the death of that, would make it almost latch onto you and send you send you away with a little something, you know, a little something dark, a little dark chocolate, a little treat, something for me to get home unopened, you know, open that bad boy up, see what it can do, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I never understood why why people would want to kind of sit on the couch type deal. But you can, uh, they say you can go on an hour long tour of the house uh, for twenty bucks. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong because they they when I was looking at it now, uh, they almost make it sound like you can fucking walk in, which that was not that was not the vibe that I had fucking a couple maybe more than five years ago. I thought it was more uh, even pre-COVID, like it was. Uh, I don't know who knows. Maybe during COVID or something in some dark time, they lost all the fucking reservation lists. Very very sad stuff. So uh, next up, though, my friend. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. You're going to like this one, I think. This is called the Lemp Mansion. All right. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri. The mansion was built in 1868 by Jacob Fecart. Uh, but William Lemp Sr. bought and moved into the house in 1876. The Lemp family operated the Western Brewery, which became the largest brewery in South Louis. Oh, St. Louis. My mind's twisted. Uh, over the course of the 73 years, the Lemp family lived in the mansion. Four out of the seven family members committed suicide. Yikes. Their ghosts may still haunt the mansion. I'd say probably so. There's probably a little more than them haunting that. There might be some dark energy floating around them halls. Now, on February 13th, 1904, William Kemp Sr. shot himself, distraught over the death of his fourth son, Frederick. Frederick had passed away in 1901 from heart failure causing William Sr. to become emotionally distant from the rest of the family. After the reconciliation with their husband, Elsa Lemp Wright shot herself in bed on March 20th, 1920. Horrifying. On December 22nd, 1922, William Lemp Jr. committed suicide by gunshot. His death was brought to be the result of, a neg of the negative effects the prohibition was having on the family brewery. Lastly, on May 10th of 1949, Charles Lemp shot himself writing St. Louis, uh, Missouri, May 9th, 1949. Uh, 
And then it says, in case I'm found dead, blame it on no one but me. Uh, it's almost like Illuminati shit. But I feel like there was a darkness Roman. Not a, Illuminati didn't even have to step in. Unless Illuminati ties was what was so dark about the family that they, the guilt or something or some dark shite. Uh, nobody can know. But the main ghost in the house is that of William Sr.'s illegitimate son, who had Down syndrome and was allegedly locked in the attic for years. Guess, this sounds like a horror movie. Guests have heard his ghost whisper, come play with me. Definitely horror movie. Um, because, I mean, the most unfortunate of it, you, you know, it's, that's dark. That's some dark stuff. That He probably got the worst of the, the whole deal. Um, the mansion has gained solid reputation as host of hauntings, making it onto CNN's list of 10 spookiest buildings in the world. You know what I mean? That's definitely, I mean, that has the stuff of like a horror movie for real. You know, you have a kid that was, it's almost Jason Voorhees style. You know what I mean? A kid that's just neglected and kind of died, I'm sure, because nobody was paying attention or maybe they even killed him. And uh, like the, the souls there to like, and that would be some anger, some anger, some dark stuff. What do you think about that one, Red? I'm wondering what happened in that house. Um prior to their being there or because that that sounds more like there was something dark there to start with the yes. same the the family may have been susceptible and had their problems yeah and it it just built on that because it sounds like evil running out of control and i'd i'd say with something whether it be the land or it be the house when it was first built something done there there's there's a darker energy in the house that fed off them they're being vulnerable and caused all the deaths. I don't. I really don't think it was solely up to the people. And the old that uh, actually caught one there. One of them's trapped. Yeah. There's there more than one. You think or? Um. You get a vibe. One adult and one child. Yeah. The father and the child that he felt guilty. I think so. I would vibe with that. And then there was a what was that? Was the kid that they got the kid with the Down syndrome? Was that the kid that he was bummed out? Like why he he went to that distant himself from the family after the passing? Um, I, don't I, it, I don't know. I don't think it gets into that, but I'd love to know that. That's a that's a important detail. I feel his fourth son was the one Frederick who passed away of heart failure in 1901. But I don't know which son was uh, with the Down syndrome. Let me see if I can jog my memory here real quick. Yeah, okay. His illegitimate son. So it had those two sadness situations of it was illegitimate, so there has that doc type deal. And then that had an issue, a health issue that was dark. And then they put him in a, locked him up, put him, put him in a hole or something, put him in a closet or something horrifying. I'm sure it wasn't anything spectacular, especially back in the day. He probably was like a farm, probably lived like an animal, unfortunately, but very crazy. Uh, we could ex- we could experience this if we wanted to for twenty five dollars, supposedly. They're putting a price on the scariness, you know. Oh yeah. I'm surprised it's not higher. It's so funny that they, 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 it's not funny, but it's like, so, it's so wild that they, you know, people that, people that believe in it, uh, putting, putting like the sanity or the the, the energy of these ghosts on the chopping block. You know what I mean? It's kind of heartless when you think about it. For someone that actually believes that spirits still linger and, are conscious to knowing what's going on and stuff and for you to continuously put people and they're stuck there because they're haunting the place and you continuously put people in front of them that are mocking what happened to them. That's pretty, that's some bad, that's some bad energy, man. That's cruel for the spirits trapped there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know those folks. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff. But we got the Bel Air. Uh, it's not, I don't think this is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but this is the Bel-Air house, you know what I mean? 
no location. Bel Air, Ohio. So maybe we got somebody we know that goes to Ohio. Maybe they can pop in one of these days. Um, the Bel Air, uh, Bel Air house gained the reputation for being haunted after it uh, was abandoned for a number of years. However, spooky sightings didn't properly begin uh, happening until the current owner moved in. One evening, Kristen Lee was napping on the couch when a gray apparition appeared in front of her. She asked the man who was uh, who he was, but he simply disappeared into thin air. He wasn't a talking mood rag, you know what I mean? We, everybody has their days, can't hate on them too much. Over the next few weeks, her family consistently heard strange voices and footsteps throughout the house. Uh, the climax occurred when a strange force hurled Lee's dog against the bedroom wall. That's pretty intense. The family moved out, attempting to rent the house, but uh, no family would stay for longer than a few months. You know, when you when you deal with like an energy like that that throws a dog against a wall, it's almost like, you know, I, I know you got to try and get your money back, but it's almost like, uh, you know, not it's just it's not a good move for you to do, irresponsible for you to do to kind of just put it off. I mean, if you're throwing a dog, you could probably just as easily throw a baby. And what's crazy is there's had to have been stories where energies have been so strong that they've been had they've had the power to pick up a baby, throw a baby, put a baby in a bad place. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty. That's a scary thought itself. You know what I mean? Nobody puts baby in the corner. Finally, Kristen Lee attempted to sell the house to the town for $1. I think the town was behind this trying to get this house for a buck. Uh, but no one would take the house. I'm surprised the town didn't for shizzle. You know what I mean? Because uh, maybe the town was like 50 cents. We know you're in a bad place. We want, we'll give you 50 cents for it. And she was like, she was so dumbfounded that they went that low that she couldn't even comprehend anymore what was going on. But, uh, yeah, that's very scary stuff. So nobody won the house now. So who actually haunts the house is the big question. But everybody's probably wondering. Now the house was built by Jacob Hetherington in 1904, who also owned a coal mine that ran directly beneath the property. Uh oh, coal people died in coal mines all the time. When Jacob died, he left the home to his two children, Eliza and Edwin. That's a good name for two kids. Soon afterwards, Eliza died of a heart attack in the living room of the house. Distraught, Edwin reached out to, to, uh, to mediums to try to communicate with his sister. Legend claims that Edwin may have opened portals to the other side, allowing ghosts and demons to pass through. It is also rumored that the house sits next to Native American burial graves. Now, the burial graves, as long as they're not tampered with, wouldn't they be all right? Or would they always just have being buried, Native American burial graves that always have that aura? What's the deal with that? I mean, of course, well, if they, they were, yeah. I, I was going to say, you got to remember what was done to the tribes. So some of those yeah. that may have, may have died way back are still hostile. They could have been uh, killed by the settlers. You add in, um, if the tunnel, the coal mine, went underneath the house it most likely went underneath part of the uh, burial ground also that would be interesting uh, uh, mining coal i mean it's not a safe thing to do now but you go back in time and it was brutal it was almost slave labor and a lot of people died and that would include in those tunnels yeah you're just starting to throw one thing on top of the other they had a kind of yeah opening a portal put it all together definitely could i mean there Unless we're talking mass graves, depends with the burial. I feel like if they're if they were buried, yeah, I guess so. My take is like, uh, my question is like, if like if they're if it was just if they just stumbled into a cemetery, there's Native Americans that died peacefully, right? You know, just because people died, um, that wouldn't have any bad vibe to it unless it got disturbed right like as long as nobody messed with that that would probably be pretty cool right no issues uh there should be no issues i uh during my youth and even now um i like cemeteries like there's no protection i know they're not like wicked or anything but there's no like protect the areas that would become cemeteries was there anything that was like protection 
you know, prayers and stuff like that, to, that if anything kind of disturbed them to kind of mess with them. But I think that's where kind of those protection things, I think is really what brings like the curses and stuff is the fact that somebody actually said, if somebody messes with my loved ones, make sure something happens to them. I think it's like one of those deals, which is the heart of humanity, man. I think anybody would feel that way. I think also if you're, if you're doing a burial ceremony in a protection quite quite often burial ceremonies alone, um, you're going to ask for protection of these souls on their journey. Yeah. Uh, to be guided and to be taken care of. And if someone comes along and desecrates something above or below, then you're kind of disrupting that spell. You're activating what was there to be uh, put there to protect those souls. Yeah. I support that. I definitely get down with that. You know what I mean. Now, this place you can get. You can you can also come here. Um, you know th- this one. Visit four hundred dollars for an overnight stay. You know what I mean. That's kind of more realistic. Where I think that a lot of these would probably be at nowadays. That four hundred bucks probably gets you. You know, a group of five or six folks to go with you. You know what I mean. That'd be my guess. Yeah, they probably have a cap somewhere like, you know, up up to 10 people, uh, 400 bucks. Above that, they'll probably charge more or in order to manage it, that's just what they cut it off at. True. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like all these $10 and $20 things are like, this. Is, those are ancient times. Those sound like ancient, like back when, back when Lizzie Borden was alive, that's what she would have paid. You know what I mean? to go on these ghost hunts and what she was going to do in the future. That's that's nothing, Mike. That's like when someone says, you know, I used to get, I used to pay a nickel for a gallon of gas. That's like the same thing that I'm saying. Well, I used to, I, one time I paid $10 to get in to see a haunted house. You know what I mean? That's the reality of that. I oh, next, yeah. You know what I mean? Next yep. up, Myrtle's Plantation. Plantations always got a little bit of that bad energy. You know what I mean? I feel uh, Francisville, L.A. Uh, The Myrtles Plantation was originally constructed in 1796 by General David Bradford. Over the years, the house exchanged owners, eventually gaining its current name due to the creepy miters that grow around the house. Ghost rumors started in the mid-1950s when the owner at the time noticed odd things occurring on the property. Uh, The house quickly went back up on the market, as you can imagine. The primary ghost said to haunt the property is that of Chloe, a slave whose apparition was reportedly photographed by the current landowners in 1992. But Chloe isn't the only strange feature of the property. One employee who was hired to greet guests saw a woman in an old-fashioned white dress vanish through the front door without opening it. There was only one murderer on the plantation. That was William Winters of William Winters. Willie Williams. William was an attorney who lived in the plantation in the late 1860s. Now, in 1871, he was shot by a stranger. He staggered inside dying while trying to climb up the stairs. Guests often claim to hear his final footsteps. You know what I mean? So we got that going on over there. Scary stuff. I when I'm thinking uh, you're going far back into into slavery, those were brutal times. Uh, people were a commodity, disposable. Yeah, and there, there was a lot of pain and there was a lot of anguish uh, going back there, and a lot of things that were, that were done that weren't right. And it's very easy, I think, that uh, if it's compounded like the person who died on it and then the long history with it for there to be unrest. There's, is not too surprising. I would be very much surprised if there wasn't since it's still standing. Yeah. No daytime tour is available 15 bucks every day. See, I don't believe in those numbers. Um, and then, you know, weeknights, I think it's 15 bucks. I could be wrong though. You could rent the property, spend the night on the property that ranges from 175 to 400 bucks. That's like an investigator deal. 
if you want to go out there for like an after dinner little date treat you know what i mean you would do that or you could do go with investigator pals and do that investigation thing for like 400 bills you know what i mean Next up, the Vissa Axe Murder House. What a name. They got a big old sign out front, too. The neighbors must love that. <laughs> uh, and Vissa, uh, Iowa, I believe it is. Uh, sometimes between midnight and 5 a.m. on the morning of June 10th, 1912, six members of the Moore family and two house guests were brutally murdered. Uh, having been attacked with an axe. The deceased included John and Sarah Moore and their four children, Herman, Mary, Arthur, and Paul. The house guests were friends of the children, Ina May and Leona, Alina, uh, who May, who Mary had invited to spend the night the day before. That's a bummer. That sucks. That's one of those tough calls, you know what I mean? Uh, so all of the victims were found in their beds, their heads covered with the bedclothes, Lena was the only victim to have shown defensive wounds, indicating that everyone else in the home was likely asleep when killed. Uh, their murder still remains unsolved. You catch any vibes off that one? Unsolved butchering of a family, including kids. Uh, yeah, I, I can see why they're trapped there. I can see the trauma trapping them and holding them there. I think that if they ever were to get to a point and you're talking about a cold case that sort of thing, to be able to put it together, that might help them pass. Yeah. But I, I can understand why they're there. That's definitely got the, the helpings for something like that. It's very Amityville horror like too. How that that you know, the whole family was killed there. This almost seems even darker not to take anything away from you know what I mean? anything away from that. Um, but I don't know. <clears throat> it's pr- pretty much around the same amount of people. I think there might be... Just because that was a big... The Lutz family was a big family, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't know I don't know too much about that one. I can't say. I, the... Um, that's, yeah. That, that, one of the craziest paranormal photos of all time is the Amityville horror photo of the kid at the bottom of the stairs. Always very effective. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I've seen a photo, and that's about it. I've never seen the movie, so read much about it. Oh, you never seen the movie? No. The movie's actually really good. The the, the there's a there's a franchise, of course, but like the actual original movies, it's like a, I'm trying to think if it was rated R. But it was like I think it might have been a PG thirteen, but it was one of those movies at the time that were like PG thirteen, but actually scary. Like I like Poltergeist is a PG movie, but there's moments that you go, whoa, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for oh, real. Yeah. Poltergeist is a scary movie, man. You got all the creepy, ghostly things. You got like the clown doll. Even the tree's scary. The lady that comes to help them is very like has a scary presence to her. Um, there's a part when the dude looks in the mirror and his face falls apart. Like that's that's like gruesome. You know what I mean? Um, that makes me want to see if I can find some place to look at it again. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. <coughs> so they're on, they got an unsolved murder. Um, now visitors to the house. Uh, they often report emotional and physical disturbances during overnight visits to the house. Often children's voices can be heard echoing through the house. Even those who don't believe in ghosts generally report feeling creeped out in the home. You can go there. Supposedly you can get them for 10 bucks too. I don't know. I don't know about these prices though. Um, but you can do overnight for 428 I feel like that you could probably still do that, but I feel like taking that, taking the regular daytime, I don't know, daytime. So, but they got to have people there to, they got to pay people to be there during the day. So it can't be that cheap. Dude. I feel like you're paying daytime, maybe 20, possibly 30. Nighttime, you look at it, maybe 40, 50 bills, maybe 40, 50 bills. It should be a mostly ghostly uh, haunted house. 
walk through. All right, next up we have the Winchester Mansion. That'd be located in San Jose, California. Now, the Winchester Mansion was the bar, bizarre creation of Sarah Winchester, the widow of William Winchester, you guessed it, an heir to the gun company. Woo! Very famous gun company for out there. Anybody out there that doesn't get down with guns, Winchester's right up there. Now, after the death of her husband and daughter, Sarah moved to California and begun the construction of the Winchester Mansion. Sarah believed her fortune was hunted by ghosts, hunted by ghosts, and built the mansion to appease them. Sarah believed her fortune was haunted by ghosts. What do you think about somebody feeling their 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 fortunes haunted by ghosts? Is that mental health, or is that you think there's something to that? Well, she probably had some uh, spiritual or at least belief in ghosts or hauntings to believe that. And then building and, a mansion for them isn't that isn't that baddie a little bit building a mansion uh, for him? Maybe I'd say yes. She was obviously obsessed. Um, she, you got to you got to figure what she did is she took the guilt on her for all of the people that died because her hunt her husband invented those rifles and weapons. Yeah. And I think she was she was just afraid, well, obsessive afraid. I can see that for sure. Obsessive afraid is kind of the vibe. Yeah, but well, what can you do? I mean, you got the money, do it. It's what she wanted to do. So she built this mansion. It reminds me of Casper. So she built this mansion for these ghosts to chill out in. You know what I mean? Which gives the appeases them, I'm sure, giving them more power and energy and such. Um, maybe they, maybe she believed her fortune was haunted by ghosts. Maybe it's possible that she wor- she worshipped dark arts in order to become rich, and then once she was rich, she kind of used that house as a worship mansion, like a, like a you know what I mean, like the podium to go do do their bidding and let them kind of dwell. Um, and that was kind of the deal she'd make with them, you know what I mean? That could be possible, too. Now, everything about the home is odd, of course. Windows which overlook other rooms and doors and stairs which go nowhere. Tiffany and the Tiffany Company personally designed a window so that when sunlight strikes it, a rainbow is cast across the room. The window was installed in an interior wall, in a room with no light exposure, the mansion contains 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, two basements, and two elevators. Woo! That's, those ghosts are living better than anybody we've ever known, man. <laughs> I guess I can only speak for myself on that. Those ghosts are living pretty dang good. I don't know. That's a hell of a lot to... Uh... Excuse my use of the word hell when you're talking about ghosts. Please, that's please. A, that, that's an awful lot to build to just uh, keep some ghosts happy. Yeah, I will say that I I will say that I do and I do like the taste. I do enjoy her taste. I get the vibe like she was like uh, the daughter, the Wyona Ryder character from Beetlejuice. You know what I mean? One of those type deals. Growing up a little bit, um, but I get the vibe that diamond window that creates rainbow in the room i think is great i love that and i even like the artistic thing of like windows that went into different rooms and then like staircases and doors that went to nowhere it's very kind of willy wonka like dark willy wonka which i appreciate you know what i mean there are some people that say that these staircases and the halls that lead to nowhere was to confuse the ghost so that the uh, ghost would get lost up there while she's down in the residence section. That's what it's, that's what they said. It, it, were, it was to confuse confuse the ghost to protect the inhabitants. Very interesting, huh? You know, you know. It is said that the ghosts of those killed by the Winchester rifles still haunt the mansion. That's a lot of fucking folks. It's a lot of ghosts. Uh, visitors also have claimed to see the wheelbarrow ghosts. The apparition wears white overalls, is incredibly kind, and apparently worked constructing the house. Despite the questionable presence of ghosts, the design of the house is undeniably odd. I agree. Tickets can be purchased online here. 
You know what I mean? Right at the Mostly Ghosty podcast. No, if you want to go to this place, you're looking at fucking, they say 20 to, 20 to 49 bucks. Well, my guess is closer to the 49 spot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We encourage all these. If you're around these places, they're, they're probably a lot of fun. Uh, do your blessings and protection stuff. Uh, next up, the La Lurie Mansion. You know what I mean? In New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, by 1834, it was revealed that all was not as it seemed in the Lelore Mansion. The mansion was occupied by the socialite Delphine Lelore and her third husband. Starting in 1831, rumors of Lalari mistreating her slaves arose. However, in public, she was polite to everyone and no rumor could be confirmed. But a neighbor said that he that she saw a young slave fall to her death from the roof while trying to avoid being hit with a whip. All the rumors were confirmed in 1834 when a fire broke out in the mansion. When firemen got there, they found a 70-year-old slave uh, chained to the stove, claiming that she had started the fire as a suicide attempt to avoid being punished. That goes to show you how awful it was for anybody out there that can't wrap their head around how awful it was, is that um, suicide by fire was the best way, you know what I mean? Now, when police went into the slave quarters, it looked like a horror chamber, I'm sure. Uh, the tortured spirits are said to haunt this house. I, I, I'd I, say I'd probably agree with that, right? Don't you think? Oh, oh, definitely. She, uh, that's, that's one nasty place that had some nasty people in it. And like you said, I mean, death by fire is painful and you're willing to take that instead of being punished. You had some very evil people. Yeah. For shizzle. Now, fun little fact with that. In 2007, an actor like yourself, Ray, actor Nick Cage purchased the home for $3.45 million. However, it is now owned by a private corporation and tours are not available. They're trying to soak up that energy for bad news, probably. Oh, harness that stuff. Yeah. That's the future way of doing things. Not right, but I don't doubt it. Yeah. that You know, there are people out there that believe that if they can harness enough dark energy, uh, they can, they'll do its, do its bidding, you know what I mean, for them, and they'll be darkly blessed um, for doing such things. But I never, I don't know, you should never trust the darkness. You gotta be careful. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All right, next up, the Octagon House, which sounds very cool already. You know what I mean? Now, truth, little fun fact on that, that although it's called the Octagon House, it actually only has six sides, which is very demonic sounding. Now, the location of this place is up in that Washington, D.C. area. Uh, the Octagon House was originally built by Colonel James Taylor III in 1799. Taylor's role in Congress meant the house was heavily utilized by the Washington elite including President James Madison. However, hauntings in the house are not uh, a 20th century creation. As early as the mid-1800s, the spirits of dead slaves were said to ring the servants' bells. Two of Taylor's daughters are also said to haunt the house. The first daughter was rumored to have died in 1812 by falling down the stairs after a quarrel with her father. So the father must have got that guilt. Uh, maybe even killed the daughter, who knows? Now, it was over being in love with a British soldier. I mean, that's possible that either way that could have went. Now, in 1817, another, daughter's, uh, another daughter eloped like her sister. She argued with her father over the relationship, and she fell down the same flight of stairs to her death. I'm definitely going to go ahead and say this ain't no coincidence. I feel like that's how that dude likes to get down with, uh, no pun intended, with killing off his daughters. You know what I mean? Over, you know, this is a dark time, dude. Who who knows why he 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 really did this? But because they found uh, other other men, they were leaving dad. They get they found new men. Uh, he might not have liked that. That was a problem. You know what I mean? That's kind of like. 
supposedly that's the story with the the my grandmother's house with the dude or the girl rather. Supposedly that's the story with my grandmother's house where the mother killed the son because the son was going to leave her. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's a lot. You know what I mean? But yeah, the octagon house was some some troubled stuff. You know what I mean? Some shizzle for nizzle, but nizzle and uh, stuff you don't want to get too crazy with. You know what I mean? Now, although there is a little historical evidence to, to back these stories up, both girls are said to haunt the second floor landing. The most famous ghost rumored to be in the house is that of Dolly Madison. She and her husband, President James Madison, resided in the house from 1814 to 1815. You guessed that right, Ray. Now, after the White House was burned by the British, uh, the White House was burned by the British? Yeah, it was. That would make a good flick. She is most often spotted in the front hall bringing the scent of uh, lilacs with her. You know, we always hear about the flowers, the fresh flower smell and stuff that comes with it. Could it be a gift? Could it be because they were putting, they were just putting in a grave recently with flowers thrown on top? I don't think nobody actually officially knows where the flower smell comes from, but it's there. You know what I mean? Well, a, a common theory goes from habits uh if you go far enough back where they didn't bathe the way we do we do and what they would use is perfumes and among women obviously flower scents were very um popular yeah so basically they'd cover up any any sweat or any smell with a lot of perfume so if you have a woman moving through usually if you get a flower scent it usually means it's a woman and she's probably 17 1800s yeah it's definitely one of those deals. I think they used flowers for painting too back in the day. I think way back in the day. I think the first colors, I think, were, you know, when they say they see colors on the, you know, caveman walls, I think that's what that is. It's just rubbing flowers because, you know, certain flowers, you can get flowers, certain, certain flower rub off on your fingertips if you like rub it, you know what I mean? So I think it's a deal like that. And uh, it probably goes the same way with uh, the scent of flowers because everybody loves the smell of flowers smelling the flowers goes back to like the first day dude the first day of school baby of life school um now supposedly for 10 bucks you can go on a trip for this one to a tour of this one but if it's 10 bucks i i imagine i don't know i don't want to speculate anything negative towards these places because i want them all to flourish and do great business 10 bucks just seems low money low money I'd say be happy if you pay 10, but if you got to pay a little more, uh, we told you. So you should have prepared. You know what I mean? Next up, quite possibly maybe the most famous haunted house around. We mentioned the movie earlier, um, the Amityville Horror. All right. And I made a mistake. I said the Lutz. The Lutz is one of the people that moved in after. The Defoe's, the Feo, however they pronounce it. Is uh, I think they fucking they, they I think it's the the foe the feo I don't know uh, I think I'm what I have on my notes here I think is spelled wrong but I think uh, nonetheless you know so anybody that doesn't really know much about about the Amityville horror you haven't seen any of the thirty movies that they made about it or anything like that a little rundown is a little something like this you know at three a.m. on November thirteenth we just passed that an anniversary of that nineteen seventy four. Ronald DeFeo Jr. tragically shot and killed his parents and his four siblings in their Amityville house. The following year, in in December of 1975, the Lutz family moved into the house. Within a month of the Lutz moving in, paranormal terror had driven them out of the house. According to things, uh, it's rumored that while living, among other things, it's rumored that while living in the house, George Lutz woke up at 3.15 every morning. Uh, the approximate time that Ron DeFeo committed the murders. Another morning, George awoke to his wife, Kathy, levitating off of their bed. That's some scary stuff. Now, when a priest came to bless the house, a slow voice told him, a low voice, uh, get out. You've got to get out. Now, all of the family's odd experiences were captured in 1977 in the 1977 novel Amityville Horror 
by Jay Anson, which uh, then turned into a highly successful film franchise. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about. Now, many critics claim the Lutz story and the book included false information, but their story remains one of the most prominent American ghost stories uh, of all time. And uh, that definitely, yeah, I remember that was like, there was a lot of speculation about it, but with it being almost the one who holds the championship belt for being the most probably well-known haunted house story, it's going to have speculation about it. And I even feel like the house, the the energy of the house would want speculation. It would want to be kind of left alone and have naysayers and such, you know what I mean? What do you think about the Amityville Hada house? Well, I think if you take one family, like a family murder like that, and the family dynamics, then you're going to have a lot of unsettled energy in that house. And that has the that has the ability to open it up to outside energy because of the flux and the instability. Yeah, and so it can bring in it can bring in even more negative, which would feed off anybody who goes in there, buys it, lives there. So. That one has a potential to be true, um, that there is some activity there. And if if it does happen, it's mostly of an, I would say, evil or dark nature. Yeah. Some scary stuff for sure. That one's close to us, too. That's maybe only three, four-hour drive from us. <laughs> maybe a little more. I think it's uh, over by the water more. More like Long Island-ish. I don't know. It's nice. I always enjoyed the uh, the look of it. I'm a big fan of the film, and I even like I even like some of the sequels. You know, that was one that really really ran away with and got kind of wild. You know what I mean? Sadly, like it's ex- one of the probably most exploited franchises. You know what I mean? You, every time you look around, there's like the Amityville laundromat of horrors. There's like the Amityville barbershop the Amityville house that kills 17, all these horrible, like, uh, ripoffs on it. You know what I mean? You can use well, the name so they do it. Well, after uh, listening to what you said, I'm going to try and find that movie as well. I know. I'd be right up your alley. I think you would dig on that. Only if it was done nice. I don't think any of those movies were made. I was just joking around. But there's maybe seven... There's seven, like, official Amityville horror movies. First one's good. Second one's actually pretty decent, too. Uh, the Possession, I think it's called. Third one starts to get a little flaky. And by, like, four and five, you're in for a uh, you're in for a joyride of your life. You know what I mean? It's going to be so balls to the wall, you better hold on. If you fall out, baby, it, it ain't stopping. You're gone. You're fucking gone in the abyss. We'll never see you again. It'll be one of those. It'll just, like... You'll just flicker out in real life. You're just like, poof, fucking, like, turning off the TV. Your body, everything disappears. You're going to a different dimension. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually would, I would feel safer if we watched it together now that I say all this. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, be careful. When you're watching it, you're thinking too hard about it. You're sending energy out there. You might just connect with something you don't want. There should be a mostly ghostly watch along with some horror flicks. To kind of debunk and have fun with. Maybe in the future we'll do like a special one for the folks, for the listeners out there. We'll put it on our Patreon page for the folks that support the show. Um, so definitely get out there and support through Patreon if you want to see some funky, fresh, cool stuff like that from your friends at Mostly Ghostly. So that wraps up a, an episode with uh, Haunted House Talk, you know what I mean? Um, which one? Do you have one, a favorite out of all those? Uh, if I had a favorite I'd want to visit, it would be the Winchester house. Creepwise, yeah, Winchester. Nice. It's got a lot of potential there, and I'd love to see the architecture. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Uh, I like I like the house that's um the house that uh with like the the the, the diamond window would be very cool. You know what I mean? The look of it, you know, with the windows inside, uh, you know, with the doors going, you know, where staircases. I like that. I like that. Like, it's like almost as an art. It's almost like an art piece. You know what I mean? Well, I'd be, cur- I'd be curious also to see if those ghost traps worked and if, if they've trapped the ghost inside. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like creep out ones, 
you know, the Lemp one, that Lemp one was pretty dark. You know what I mean? That one was pretty nuts, I'd say. Uh, as far as like, um, as far as like what I, what I would, what, as far as ones I wouldn't really want to get crazy with, uh, I would probably have to say, I'd probably have to say that Lemp House is my favorite per haunt. Like if we're, if we're going with some, like some scary, the scariest one, um, is the Lemp Mansion. You know, the Lemp Mansion, the one where like all those kids got killed. Oh yeah. Uh, I agree. Well, if, if, if you're going to go someplace like that, curiosity is pure curiosity to look at the Winchester house. The lamp house, okay, you go you go there because you know there's going to be something there. So brace yourself and be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, the lamp house or the, the Villisa Axe Murder House, which it looks like it's probably like, it looks like it's just like, it looks like it actually has neighbors, which is funny because imagine, imagine that, just having that across the street from you. It's a big sign too. It's like it's crazy, and then just like the whole vibe of it. I wouldn't even like. I'll be honest with you. If I live next to a haunted house, a house that was notably haunted, I wouldn't be down with haunted uh, the big signs. I mean, there's gonna be people creeping around trying to look in windows and just in your yard and shit because it is what it is. Teenagers, you know what I mean? As well as like feeling that the energy deal. Like I wouldn't knowing that that's upsetting something otherworldly. You know what I mean? Uh, something invisible that I'd rather have liked me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be for that. I'd say that's bad news. That is definitely some bad news. You know. Oh yeah. The shizzle manizzle. Well, I dig it. So, folks, if you uh, we're, we're bidding you adieu. Um, we want everybody up there to have a happy Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? I think this is the last time you'll be hearing from us before Thanksgiving. So we wanted to make sure y'all had a happy Thanksgiving and uh, you get all that you want. You know, you've heard other things, you have more things to be thankful next year and stuff, like more episodes of Mostly Ghostly. And uh, Ray, I'm very thankful for you, Ray. You know, I'm very thankful for Ray Boot and doing the show and being a friend. You know what I mean? See? Well, that, that's a two way street. One thing I want to say is people can be thankful for is they don't live in any of those houses. That's for sure. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. They're all kind of, luckily, it's, yeah, luckily they're all, you know, I guess the best thing for them would probably be just to be there and not, not be bothered at all. But I guess, yeah, the the next best thing for a human, for a living, for a living is uh, not having to live there. But, they, you know, for the ghosts, they would rather have you live in there and not be people parading through all day and all night, you know, flat snacking picks and wielding axes and laying on the couch you got your head chopped up into like lettuce on you know what i mean some cabbage type stuff um for sure you know so we're thankful for all that stuff and uh, the ghosts are thankful for you know only having to die once that's what they told me that's the most thankful thing (laughs) as far as we know and we'll find out uh, Maybe some of the ghosts, not necessarily all of them, but maybe some of them are thankful that they get these uh, people to scare once in a while and uh, entertain themselves. Get a little bit of energy off them, too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about the energy. Don't let people fool you. They say it's all about the money and stuff and the power and all that. It's all about the energy at the end of the day. Remember that. Remember you guys heard that first. The vibration. So everybody out there, have a great Turkey Day. Ray, have a great Turkey Day. You also. Enjoy it with your family. Thank you, sir. Thank you, you too. And everybody else out there, do the same. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. (laughs) 